listening to Northwest Chinese Baptist Church Podcast. To learn more about Northwest, including our gathering time, visit us at nwcbc.org. Today's speaker will be Pastor Stephen Yi. Good morning. How's everybody doing today? Doing great. <laughs> great. All right. We got a packed house this morning. Uh, I'm so glad to be here with all of you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, welcome to all of you online here at Northwest Chinese Baptist Church. Uh, we are thankful that you are here. Uh, we are thankful that we have the opportunity uh, to worship our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ this morning. And uh, again, uh, what a blessing it is. To be together with all of you. Uh, this Today, this morning, we have such a special treat. Uh, we have a special treat because there are two things that are going to be happening this morning. Uh, first of all, we're going to be recognizing uh, our lone high school graduate <laughs> here in our youth group, all right, here at church. We're going to be recognizing a, our a high school graduate and uh, thanking God for her and all, that, that, all the ways that he has provided for her and all the things that he, he is doing in her and around her and through her. Uh, and also, we get to share about all the great things that God has done uh, during our mission trip to, to McNary. And so, uh, before we share about our mission trip, uh, what I would like to do is, well, I want to invite you to pray with me. Okay, so let's pray. Heavenly Father God, we praise you. You are God Almighty. You are the Lord of all creation. And God, we thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you that we can gather together to worship you, that we can study your word, that we can spend time in fellowship with one another. And God, uh, we thank you for the great things that you've done. Thank you, God, for how you answered prayer. Thank you, God, for how you provide uh, so abundantly in every way. God, I thank you for each one of my friends that are joining us this morning, each one of my brothers and sisters. God, I pray that today, as we are giving you thanks, as we are sharing of the great things that you've done, I pray, God, that that you would stir in our hearts. I pray that your Holy Spirit uh, would open our eyes and mold us, God, to be more like you. God, that would, you would spur us on, God, to do the things that you've created and called us to do. God, that you would grow in us uh, a love for you and, and that you would grow our faith to trust you and follow you as you lead. And so, God, we give you thanks. God, you are faithful. Your mercies are new every morning. Your grace is amazing. God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving us and sending your one and only son, Jesus Christ, to die for us on the cross so that we might have eternal life. And so we thank you and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So we are so blessed here in Northwest. Through the years, we've had... Many, many students come and grow and grow to maturity here uh, through the ministry of Northwest Chinese Baptist Church. And uh, this year, uh, we are thankful to be able to recognize uh, 
a dear sister in Christ, Michaela Tang. Uh, she has graduated from Greenway High School and is now going to be continuing her studies at the Arizona State University. Well, it's not the, it's just Arizona State University. Thank you, Larry, for the, the, the support and the, the applause. Uh, we know you love this school and uh, your full endorsement. Um, but uh, no, uh, in all seriousness, uh, Michaela, are you, are you comfortable <laughs> standing up here? Michaela is here to join us along with her mother. But you, uh, Alina, you can stay there. Uh, Michaela, if you would come join us, we'll give you a hand here. I've asked Michaela to share with us a 10-minute speech. No, I'm just kidding. No, you do not have to share a speech. But what I have done is I've asked uh, one of our youth sponsors, Valine, uh, to come up here just to share uh, just a word of encouragement to you uh, as we congratulate you for your graduation and your accomplishments in school and, and just to want you to know that, that we love you. We're going to be praying for you as you continue this new season, start this new season at, at Arizona State. And um, so please stay up here. Valiant, I'm going to ask you to come up here and just uh, share a word of encouragement uh, with Michaela and Liam. Hey, Michaela. This is the daughter of Frank Tang and Alita Gong, sister of Daniel Tang. Michaela had the opportunity to uh, speak to her graduating class this year in which she quoted Chuck Swindoll who said, life is 10% what happens and uh, what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. How cool that you quoted this evangelical pastor who many of us might know from his ministry on the radio um, and Insight for Living. This reminds me of Ephesians 5.16 where it says, live as someone who is wise, making uh, the most of every opportunity. How do you live as someone who is wise? Uh, well, Ephesians 5 says, Understand the Lord who will um, understand the Lord's will by seeking Him. Be filled with the Spirit, and last but not least, give thanks to God for everything. It's been my honor to get to know you, and have the blessing of helping disciple you over the past couple years. I've seen you grow in your passion for knowing and serving God, and I pray that your confidence, boldness, and passion grows exponentially as you embark on this next season of your life. Um, yep, Michaela graduated from Greenway High School. Uh, what are they? Demons. Yeah, and uh, we'll be attending Arizona State, and she'll become a Sun Devil, so welcome, uh, Sun Devil. Uh, she'll be a Barrett Honor student studying biology. Congratulations. Oh, yeah, Liam says fork up. Oh, Liam says forks up, okay. So, uh, Michaela, on behalf of uh, your family here at Northwest Chinese Baptist Church, we just want to give you this uh, little gift. It's a personalized towel made by my mother-in-law, Jeanette Hing. So we're thankful for her through the years. All of our graduates have had towels. And then just a little card there for you. So congratulations, Michaela. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you so much for being here, Michaela and Alita. Uh, we are so proud of you, so excited for what God has in store. And, um, and church, uh, I encourage you to continue and to not stop praying for our students. Pray for Michaela, continue to pray for her continued growth and service to the Lord. 
pray, we pray that all of our students would, would be surrounded with brothers and sisters in Christ that would continue to build them up, encourage them, that they would continue to be plugged in to the local church wherever they are, wherever they go. And of course, Northwest, we're always here. And, uh, but dear church, please continue to pray for our students. Um, uh, they, they continue to need the Lord. And uh, God has amazing plans for them. And so, again, congratulations, Michaela. Uh, actually, I would like to pray for her right now. And so, uh, if you would, let's pray. Heavenly Father God, again, we come and we praise you. And God, we thank you for how you are so gracious to our students to our young people here at Northwest, and, and specifically Michaela Tang. And, and God, we lift her up to you. God, we pray that you would continue to strengthen her from the inside. God, that you would grow to know your love, how deep it is, how wide it is, how long it is, uh, how great it is. God, that she, her faith would grow day by day as she continues to, to, to trust you, as she continues to serve you, God, with her life. We pray, God, as she, as she goes to college, that you would continue to guide her, that she would seek you, that she would depend on you for every breath, for every step, for every decision. And God, whatever career she ends up in, whatever degree she obtains, God, we pray that her desire would be to bring you glory, that her desire, God, would be to live in obedience to your word, to share the gospel, to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ to all the people that you will bring into her life. God, that she would be a light, that she would be your ambassador to this world, to this city, to that campus. And God, all the while, God, I pray that as a church body, as a church family, that we, God, you would help us to be diligent in prayer, to not only pray for her, but to pray for all of our students. God, that they would continue to trust you and love you, to know you and to know your love and to make you known. And so, God, we lift her up to you, and God, we ask for your help as well, not only for her, but for us, God, to be faithful, to be diligent in prayer. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Now, we have another treat. We get to share about the great things that God has done uh, during our Youth Summer Mission Project to McNary. And uh, before we go into our sharing, we have most of our team here. Uh, that came from Northwest, and, and so I'm excited because most of them are going to be sharing. And so if you didn't know that team, you will be sharing. But uh, <laughs> before we start our sharing, I want to share with you this video uh, that Debbie has put together, uh, and then we'll start our sharing. So if you could just uh, point your attention to the, to the video. Thank you, Debbie, for that. That was really good. Yeah, just um, one word. I can use to summarize and sum up the uh, 2021 Youth Summer Mission Project, and that word is different. Because as you saw from some of these pictures, it was very different. Uh, COVID-19, you know, made it almost impossible for out-of-state churches to plan travel to come and participate. So as a result, only four churches participated this year at four sites. It was Northwest Chinese Baptist Church, we were joined by a couple of individuals, one from Chicago and one from uh, Thousand Oaks, and two people from Tucson, uh, the TCBC in Tucson. 
Aside from that, there was a church from FCBC in Walnut, Chinese Christian Church of Tucson, and Chinese Baptist Church of West LA. So it was a much smaller group. In fact, some of the other changes that made this different was Northwest took a much bigger role in hosting the, walk, the opening ceremony, as you can see. Despite the fact that our sanctuary was still under construction, despite the fact that we had all this dust all over the place, we were able to use our sanctuary to have the opening uh, kickoff meeting, as well as our closing service uh, at the end of the week. Beyond that, this church also took a very large role in terms of uh, supporting the missionaries from out of state. We provided housing for the three churches who had to spend the night here uh, the Friday before, and uh, many of you helped, and I appreciate that, providing food, I mean, providing clean towels, uh, some of the basic necessities that they needed. And so I, thank, I want to thank the church for that uh, support that we received there. We had a much smaller team, as you could see from the picture, 17 people that included three children. No, Braden is actually old enough. I consider him to be a youth. But three children, which is very different for us because we've never had uh, such a young group. Um, but God showed that age was not a limiting factor. As you can see in this picture, the, one of the youngest member of our team also served with one of the oldest members of our team in the kitchen. And this young man got up at 5.30 in the morning to do this. I'm very proud of him. We also had to contend with a new pastor. We learned about this new pastor who began serving at McNary at the beginning of 2020. Greg Smith and his wife Theodora, who you see in this picture along with his daughter Ray. So it was very interesting. Um, just getting to know someone, their personality, their ministry style. And because of the small team, because of COVID concerns, we had to shift our focus away from the big community VBS where we went and picked up literally, you know, 90, 100 kids in previous years to one where we focused on the church, the members of the church and not the community. So we emphasized spiritual growth through the study of the Bible. So Pastor Steve led uh, a series on how to study your Bible, and we also focused on prayer, which I had the privilege of leading. We also provided them with uh, new Bibles, the New Living Translation, because it's just easier if we all have the same Bible, the same format. So when we say, turn to 1 Kings, we can just say, turn to page 952 or whatever. And as far as reading, people would without which not, less than strong reading skills, have an easier time following along with the New Living Translation. So again, I thank this church because your donations made that possible for us to provide these members new Bibles as well as a journal. So we, average, we had two service, service times, Monday through Thursday. Both sessions were the same each day. Um, we averaged about 20 people per session, and several of the people attended both sessions every day. So it just really told me that there was this hunger on the part of the members there to dig deeper into the Word and to be drawn closer to God. Our children's ministry was confined to the children of the people who attended the sessions. Um, go to the next slide, please. 
So as you can see, as opposed to 90 kids in a session, we had maybe half a dozen. And um, so it was quite a change. It was really something that made me sad personally because every year at YSMP, ministering to the children was really just the thing that made it such a special event uh, because these children are bored, they have nothing to do in the community, so when we're there, they have some place to go where they're loved on and they're told about Jesus. So what do we do? Since we couldn't invite them to church, we went into the community, as you already saw in the previous presentation. We visited this park where played games, but more important, every, after every afternoon session, we got to share a testimony. We also visited some people in the community that we've gotten to know over the years, and this is one of the most poignant experiences I had this year. This is a picture board that was used for the memorial of this man named Thomas, who we've gotten to know over the last, oh, probably 10 years. In fact, if you look at that board, that circled picture, the red circle, that's our own Amy Wong. She had such an impact on this man's life through his, her faithful visits to this guy. Her, his daughter told us that he looked forward to her visits every year, but he died last year. And they had his memorial service the Saturday we arrived. We didn't know about this, but when we visited his daughter, she showed us this board, and Amy made such an impact on this guy that they included her picture with him. This is the last picture he ever took with her in 2019. And that's the year that she was actually able to confirm that he had made a decision to follow Christ. So praise God. This is such a meaningful, meaningful thing for me. We also, as you saw, we had a community service project uh, cleaning up the house of pine needles. Uh, because of the fire risk, we were asked to clean off the pine needles from the roof of this woman's house as well as to clear off a 10-foot space around her, around her house. Here the next slide, please. So this year... We had no new commitments, no new professions of faith. We had no baptisms, but we did have hail. Almost a biblical epic proportions. Ping pong, by, ping pong size hail fell on us while we were there. It was really quite frightening, but it was also one of those things where we felt like the, the devil really was trying to get us to be discouraged because this hail occurred at the time that we were sharing with the kids in the neighborhood. And at the time that Terry and I were praying with that family of that, that man, Thomas. And then, uh, so we had to make a quick exit and get out of that. This year, for the first time, we also shared our facility with a group of veterinarians. There's a ministry of veterinarians who comes to McNary, who goes to the White Mountains every year, and they provide free veterinary services. A lot has to do with spaying and neutering animals. But it just so happens that this year we had to share the facility with them on Thursday, which caused us some concern because they were actually performing surgery on these animals. Yet, things worked out so well. And, you know, the, these are believers, there's brothers and sisters in Christ. Their love for the people, their love for the animals really was encouraging. And in fact, go to the next slide. This person who, this lady who leads the group, um, 
participated in our Bible study. So the Bible studies were really exciting. Like I said, people were coming in, they were hungry, a lot of questions, a lot of sharing, and it, that included this woman from the veterinary group. She asked us for some of the material we were using because she wanted to take it home to study it herself. Next slide. But it was, all in all, it was a <clears throat> excuse me, great trip. Again, we see God working. Um, one of the things that I felt strongly at the beginning of this trip was it was going to be my last trip. I thought that with the transition to a new pastor, uh, it was time for me to step away, and I, I announced this as such to the group on our first night, that I thought I was going to step away from this ministry. But as a result of this experience, I think I'm going to be committed at least for another year. But uh, it was such an amazing time, and a lot of it has to do with the donations of so many people from this church, the food, as you see, the snacks that were provided, even the monetary contributions that, again, like I said, allowed us to buy Bibles for everyone. It was just really an amazing outpouring of love from this congregation who, year after year, support us so amazingly, and I thank you so much. And last slide. So again, I just want to say thank, thank you for your support. Thank you for your donations. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for the privilege of being able to represent this church to the Native American people of McNary. Thank you. Okay, yeah, thank you, Gary, for sharing. Uh, now you guys have an idea of what went on. I'm going to have the rest of our team members, not all of them, but uh, most of them come and share. Guys, as you come and share, I'm going to ask you guys to try to keep it within a minute or two. two okay, all right, because uh, Gary took so long. Uh, I'm just kidding. No, it's not his fault. All right, so I'm gonna, we're going to have Doug and, and, and then Lenny and... And Noe, come up. So if you guys, three of you guys can maybe come over here. Uh, yeah. Or just be ready. You don't have to stand up here, but just be ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you guys can stand here. So we got open mic. We got timey, ready, one, two, three, okay. You want to go first? No, you go oh, first. You go first. You're okay. the oldest. Let's, okay, let's talk about the mission. Take off the mask. Okay, let's talk about the mission. Uh, I believe it was very successful. Few numbers, like, like, uh, like, the, like we said, the team was very few, but I think we were very, very effective. We got to know the Native people more. Some of us have been, been going up there probably for 20 years off and on. Uh, my daughter, Valene, uh, she started going with, with us uh, probably about 18 years ago, and she wasn't able to return for how many years? 15, 16 years, but she was able to go back, and we actually had my grandson go up, so we're talking three generations. Mr. Hing, Mrs. Hing, you should have been up there too, so we could have three generations. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we served, and... Uh, Thanks to uh, the lessons that uh, Pastor uh, Steve and uh, Gary gave, very, very important. Like, like they said, 
sharing the same Bibles gave us a commonality, so it made it easier for lessons to be taught. Uh, and I really thank you, like he said again, the, for the people that really uh, gave food to the group and sent it up with us. It made life so much easier for us, everything. We always had an abundance of everything, so God's blessings was there. And you know what? COVID-19, yeah, big deal, but you know, what, what does it say on the shirt? It says, <laughs> Joshua 1.9, the Lord said, be strong and courageous. We were. Do not tremble or be, or be dismayed. For the Lord, your God, is with you wherever we went, wherever you go. And that's what happened. Uh, I don't want to reiterate a lot of things, but uh, we got to meet the new pastor and his wife. And, you know, the Phoenix Suns were playing, right? So we were blessed again. We got to go see his uh, 30-inch TV screen, two of them, one in the kitchen, ate great food. Wow, you guys missed out. And I also want to... Say again, for the people that uh, provided provisions for the people staying here overnight before we left for camp, what a great blessing it is. Thank you very much for that. And uh, the kids, they made, uh, they made it a, a great atmosphere for the other kids to fall in. They were like decoys. You know, when you call a duck in, well, they were our decoys. So, and, they, and you know, the answer the, on the Bible question that couldn't be answered, well, you know, these guys are like pros. Thank you very much. Thanks, Doug. Yeah, you can go, you can go sit down. Thank Just you. jump up and say, thank you, Doug. Thank everybody. Get back up here. No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> i got to stand down. here. you got to stand here. Uh, yeah, thank you all for allowing me to come. And it's my first year up. And uh, glad to hear it's not Gary's last year. I'm keeping on that uh, year at a time thing What's for as long as I can have it. But uh, <clears throat> What's your name? Lenny Tang. Thanks. <laughs> Did you just say yours, Doug? They know me, <laughs> but um, one of the main things that uh, I thought about was uh, there's going to be a community project. So I thought to go ahead and bring my truck up and do some stuff. And it's it's an old truck, it's a trusty truck, but uh, you needed uh, needed some work. But, so we were uh, hauling some stuff around the church grounds on Thursday, and finally decided he's tired. I'm done, and. So I was trying to figure out, what do we do? What do we do next? And one of the little girls there named Kiki, Doug says, uh, call your brother. I don't know. You know oh, who's... he had truck problems. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Kiki's brother came, Larry, and like uh, uh, kind, kind of a, I, I feel like uh, sometimes people aren't appreciated in their hometown much, but uh, he left. He left and uh, came back, and he, he works primarily as a, a day mechanic, helps people out in their, in their driveways and just travels around, and that's how he makes his money. And also his brother is a minister up there, and another, uh, Darius. So in, in, in the encounter with the truck, uh, we, we, I was blessed by the three, and I, in turn, was able to bless them back with uh, you know, whatever they needed at the time. And 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 you know and blessed with their talents and so long story short that uh, we eliminated all the problems down to the last one which is the most difficult one. Uh, Doug and Gary were actually having doubts about what was happening. Actually, we were getting ready to leave on a Friday. And it was the last 15 minutes. We were saying our goodbyes, 
They're going to leave you behind. He came, the, the mechanic came like the day before we were there and he replaced already two things. And then here's the third thing that's supposed to be a blessing and a charm. And I suppose it was because 15 minutes we're ready to leave. And I go, Lenny, what are you going to do with your truck? And then I had like, oh, I had my doubts. You know, this guy's, no, no, he's all right, but this is his third chance. So boom, they started the car. You talk about a miracle. So it's much like the story of Lazarus, and we re-erected re 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 the truck. <laughs> and uh, anyways, blessings were disposed about all. Uh, you know, Larry, uh, Larry was able to have a little for himself and his, his family, and, and Uriah got a full, full, full tank of gas on the whole deal because we ran all over, you know, collecting parts and stuff. But most of all, uh, if, if you have a chance to be able to go out and serve, work, uh, and just help others out of the goodness of your heart, uh, please do it. So th thank you all for allowing me to come up. And man, there's a lot of blue shirts here. You know, you know, here's a real challenge. We've been going up there uh, for a long time. Like Gary said, this might be our last mission. But you know, I challenge you guys out there, even in the Chinese session, if you get four of you guys to come up, maybe, you know, maybe we'll return. How about that? No, hey. I'm gonna hold you to coming too, Doug. <laughs> No, you guys stay up here. No, you guys can sit down. You guys can sit down. Yeah. <laughs> Too crowded. <laughs> Hi, uh, my name is Noe. Um, this year, I didn't plan to go because I had all, a lot of work, and then I decided not to go. But I talked to Gary, how many people are going? And then he told me how many people. So I said, OK, do you need me? that we could, they, they could use extra help. So, okay, I'll go. And then Gary just said, this year is the one word, different. And so I looked at my, the, the Bible verse that I picked. So, it's just amazing. So, Romans 12, verse 6 through 8. We have different gifts. According to the grace given to each of us, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, then do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So there is a there, there is a uh, instruction and telling us we have different gifts. So that is that really fits with the mission that we went because of everybody giving us a lot of support. Because of that, um, the mission that we went is very. There there is a roadblock. There is a difficulties and struggle, but. We went through that, and then it was we came out joyfully. So then um, I was given two things to prepare crafts for the kids and, and also uh, uh, participate in women's uh, discussion. I was scared of that preparing craft is not that bad because we already have uh, Apollo Baptist Church gave us all the crafts for VBS. But discussion with the woman, it is kind of scary to me. So then, but it, it went all uh, well. The, the craft, given the, all the supplies that we have, and then we, uh, as we um, 
pack each individual for each kids, and then I have these. Uh, God gave these three kids showed up, and my dog, the office dog, said, "Hey, come here, help me. We get it done." So we get that done. Everything was packed and ready. And for the, <clears throat> and the next thing is that, uh, what are we studying? So uh, it's a teaching, uh, how to study Bible and then prayer. So I said, well, what 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 topic are we covering and how to study uh, Bible? We don't know. I don't know. And then prayer, I don't know. Prayer is not my strength. So, but but uh, when I participate in each group, you know, like see, I see the the woman, the woman. When I see the woman, I am a woman. I am the mother. I am a wife, right? So then I think with that, I see them as me, so that it is easier for me to. Uh, to um, fellowship with them, connect with them, and pray with them. So with that, um, <clears throat> and then the, the ladies, they opened up to me, and then they, they told me everything. And one lady, she showed me her letter to God. And then she wanted me to read the whole page. And I didn't want to because we, <laughs> we have a limited time. but. She said, please read. So I said, okay. So I read. And then that was the letter to um, Jesus. And her handwriting was so neat and tidy. So I could read like quicker. So that was really one thing. And then I really do enjoy those ladies. And then I am uh, setting my time aside for that lady uh, one morning. So when I study Bible verse, I send them. So I have their phone number. So I sent the text message to them, and um, uh, like short uh, message with the Bible verse. And um, and one thing that I learned from this trip is uh, the teaching that um, Pastor Steve and Gary he taught about to trust God, how to study Bibles. Trust first, trusting you, we, we need to trust God, and we need to know God's word, and we need to obey his word, so three things. That's, that's what I learned, and that's what I shared and encouraged with the, the woman that I was with. So I would like to encourage the whole congregation to have cheerful heart. You have different gifts. Use it, and God will give you more, and he will multiply. So that would be my encouragement for all of you. And thank you. All right, Valine and David, can you guys come up here real quick? We're almost done. We're almost done. Um, so it has been like 15 or 16 years since I last went to McNary. I first went when I was in seventh grade, so like 24 years ago. Um, so it's been like 16 years since I've been to YSMP, but it was such a huge privilege to bring my five-year-old um, on a missions trip that was catalytic in making my faith my own. My first YSMP was when I was in seventh grade, and it was on this trip that my heart was softened to the needs of others and the need to share the gospel. As Gary Aramada said, 
the reservation has a tendency to eat kids up, and it can. There were people I talked to who live in an environment where abuse, sexual, physical, and emotional, addiction, neglect, and a lack of a sense of security are normal for them. In addition to that, I talked to another man who said he had four people in his family die this past year from COVID. One teen lost his grandmother who adopted him and rescued him from a situation of neglect and abuse, and now he feels like he doesn't have security in his home situation and feels the pressure to get his own place as only a senior in high school. The biggest reminder of God's love and redemption for us um, was throughout the week was the constants of God's love. I am thankful for God's redemption of some of my own pain getting divorced due to um, adultery of my spouse and becoming a single mom to be able to look at a girl who is cheated on by her boyfriend um, and taken advantage by someone who is close to her and to tell her that in no way was it her fault and that she didn't have anything to be ashamed of. We were able to pray for her and uh, pray for her freedom in the forgiveness that she had for sins that were done against her, as well as to be able to forgive herself um, and let go of any shame that she had. It is my commitment to pray for these people, for Pastor Greg and his wife, who goes by the nickname Ego, for the family of believers who has placed um, God has placed in McNary, and for the many ways our church family, the Aramadas, my parents, Pastor Steve, and all of you who contribute to our trips um, through providing housing for the missionaries who travel, as well as for um, those who cook awesome meals for us. Uh, if the Lord is pulling on your heartstrings, prayerfully ask him how you can be involved in considering making a trip to McNary. Hi, I'm David. Uh, yeah, so it was a really good trip. As you heard, they taught about prayer and uh, how to study the Bible. So if you're interested in that, you should talk to Gary and Steve. They're really good lessons. Uh, it's funny because there's a, a church member there that was very active in participating. And he always called Gary, Pastor Gary. And he always called Pastor Steve, Pete. So we have Pastor Gary and Pastor Pete now at our church. Uh, but it was really good. It was really what I needed in my life. Uh, it was a really good reminder of how broken the world is. And so because it was a smaller group, you could have a lot more intimate conversations with people. And so even if you talk to junior hires all the way to six-year-old adults, they all struggle with the same thing. It was all about abusive relationships, addictions, suicide, depression. And so for me, I think it was a really good reminder of just how complacent I've been. I feel like complacency really siphons spiritual growth. And the way I thought about it before is really for like non-Christians or less mature Christians, you know, you're complacent, so you don't really go to church or you don't read the Bible. Uh, but I think there's multiple levels of complacency. And so for me, even though I was going to church and going to a small group, that's like all I was doing. I wasn't trying to invest more into the relationships I had and learning more about them, the struggles they have, or inviting non-Christians uh, to these small groups in church or even reaching out to strangers that I didn't know. And so, uh, yeah, just hearing all these stories uh, of the struggles they had, uh, it was a really good reminder of what's actually important uh, in this life, and, and that's, of course, uh, the need for Christ. So, thanks. All right, before I share, I'm going to have three last people that are going to share. And uh, what a privilege it was. This year is the first time I was able to bring most of my family out. 
uh, where we could serve together. Uh, and so I'm really thankful for that. And so we're going to have Braden, Caleb, and Hannah just come up and share one thing that, that they were encouraged by uh, during uh, YSMP. So Braden, Caleb, and Hannah. We have Braden. Okay, Liam's going to join us. Here, Braden. Okay, Caleb's going to go first. Um, God reminded me this year at YSMP to be helpful and kind to everyone, especially those who are struggling and in need. And one of, and a verse I chose to go along with that was Ephesians 4.32. It says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ forgave you. Here, I can move this. Here, hold that. Here, hold this. Okay. This year at YSMP, God reminded me to be nice and respectful to others, and the verse I chose to go with that is Galatians 6-9. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. This year was my first year at YSMP. God reminded me that loving others could be a small sacrifice, such as losing a basketball game on purpose so I could see kids have a smile on their face. John 15, 12 says, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Right, thanks, guys. Thank you. Did you have something? Do you want to share something? No? Your Pokemon book? <laughs> Thanks, Liam. Thanks for your support, Liam. <laughs> Good job, Liam. Yeah, it's a blessing to have all of them uh, with us and serving together. And, and so, uh, church, uh, friends, you guys have heard just uh, a number of testimonies, sharing of how God just works in, in so many mysterious yet powerful and gracious ways. Uh, again, we want to say thank you, uh, but I want to leave you with this, this short encouragement today. Uh, I want to share with you uh, this verse from the book of Revelation. Uh, book of Revelation, uh, chapter 7. Revelation, chapter 7, verse 9. And we all know, right, the book of Revelation is a revelation given to John, a vision that he has uh, from God about things that are to come. And so, in verse 9, this is part of this vision. Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. You see, in this verse, what do we see? What's described? A picture of a multitude. A great crowd of people from every tribe, from every nation, from all over the world, worshiping the one and only true living God. And see, when I think about what we were able to do uh, when we went to McNary, 
I think about going to a place, people that, yes, we knew a lot of people, and there are people that we don't know. But we know this. There is a problem. And it's not just on the reservation, but it's here in our neighborhoods, in our city, in our state. It's a problem of worship. You see, there, there are millions of people that are living today without a saving faith in Jesus Christ. There are millions of people today who aren't worshiping the one and only true living God, but instead are worshiping idols, instead are worshiping the idols of greed, of materialism, the idol of politics, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to say, we have a worship problem here. But see, we see when Jesus comes back, there's going to be a time when he comes back. There's going to be an end to this world as we know it. And he's going, to, he's going to bring judgment. But see, in the midst of that judgment, there's hope for those of us that put our faith in Jesus Christ as Lord. And dear brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you. Who's going to be there on that day? What people will be there? Were the people that are your family members, your relatives, your friends, your neighbors, your classmates? Are they going to be a part of these people, this multitude of people, worshiping the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ? And I want to remind you of this. We were created for a purpose, and we've been given a mission as a church to go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching people to what? Obey all that Jesus has commanded. And so, dear brother and sister, will we, will you obey all that Jesus has commanded? Will we go to the nations with the good news of Jesus Christ? Are we doing that now? You see, the Bible tells us, God tells us that today is the day of salvation. We cannot wait because we are not guaranteed tomorrow. We don't have time to wait to share the good news of Jesus for those that haven't put their faith in Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And if there's anything that we have been encouraged with or reminded of as you've heard this sharing, people need Jesus. And God is calling you and God is calling me to go and share Jesus with a world that is so desperately in need of a Savior, a world that is dying without the hope of eternal life. You see, God tells us today is the day of salvation. Today, God wants to save people, but people will not know unless somebody tells them. And the people that are called and, and, and blessed and gifted to go and share this good news is you and me. And lastly, we all know Luke chapter 10, verse 2, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. You see, this sharing is not just about McNary, but I pray that as you've heard this sharing and this encouragement, that you would be spurred on to go and use what God has given you to help people to know Jesus, to help people to have that same hope that we have of eternal life with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The reality is this. There are people just waiting, waiting for someone to tell them about Jesus so that their life can be changed for the rest of forever, so that they can have that same hope that you and I have. And see, we see this and we know this when we study God's word. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So what must we do? We must pray that God would send more workers, you and me, into the harvest to reap the harvest, to reap the spiritual harvest, 
for people that will come and put their faith in Jesus Christ and follow Him and serve Him all the way to heaven. We must pray, but also we must do this. We must be willing to be a part of the answer to that prayer and be willing to go and do whatever it is that God has commanded you to do for His glory, for His kingdom. So would you join me in praying and surrendering to our Lord? And we do that every day until we see Him face to face. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for the great things that you have done. You are the only one worthy of praise. You deserve all praise, all honor, all glory. It's all yours. Thank you for what you did for us and through us and in us during this week of missions at, uh, at McNary. And God, we pray that you would continue to strengthen us from the inside to do all that you've commanded and created us to do and that we would not give up. We would not grow tired. We would not grow weary knowing that if we continue and if we persevere, we will reap a harvest. God, we pray for the lost. I pray that our hearts would break daily for those that don't know you as Lord. And God, I pray that until we see you face to face, we would commit our lives, God, to living out and living in obedience to your word, your command, your commission to us to go and share the good news and make disciples throughout all the world. And so, God, may we continue this effort, this mission, God, knowing that it's you who gives us everything that we need to do it. And so we thank you, God, for being so good to us. And God, I pray that there will be that day, that when that day comes, that everyone that we know, everyone that we are an acquaintance with, everyone that we're related to, and everyone that crosses our path, God, that they would be there on that day worshiping Jesus Christ as Lord. We thank you, God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, brothers and sisters, thank you so much for coming this morning. We want to just close with this one song, so would you rise as we have our closing song. If you were encouraged by today's message, be sure to follow us on Spotify and hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you stream your podcast. To listen to other sermons and watch our live gatherings, visit us online at nwcbc.org. We look forward to see the difference God will make in your life. Thank you for listening to Northwest Chinese Baptist Church Podcast.